0: where three friends come together to talk about the stories behind the matches. I'm Matt. I'm a
1: Japanese cameraman. And I am the Franken-Shainer.
0: Welcome to episode 92, King of the Ring 1993. Who will be king?
2: Be a part of the coronation.
1: Alfred Hayes is here. Oh my (laughs) god. Wow.
0: So nice to see you. Thanks for joining us, Lord Alfred. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's that's been how a while. I there. <laughs> Thought you were regulated to raw at this point. Uh, they let look, you out looking, sometimes.
0: Looking for people in disguise.
1: Same mm-hmm. weekend. Well, don't look over here. I'm not wearing a big <laughs> beard or uh, you know a, uh, a Gilligan hat at the moment or anything like that.
0: So this was the inaugural King of the Ring pay per view produced by the WWF. It would take place on June 13th, 1993 at the Nutter Center in Dayton, Ohio the worst name ever for a place.
1: I wish I had a date in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the best jokes one, from, from <laughs> Wayne's World. <run>. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you'd
0: find one in the attendance of 6,500 people. What is Ooh, this,
1: WCW? Right? I
0: know, right? What the hell? This I mean, like it a... feels
1: like a lot of people. It's a good-looking setup and everything. They're lively.
0: So even though this is the inaugural pay-per-view, WWF has run yearly King of the Ring tournaments from 1985 to 1989, and then again in 91, with winners such as Don Morocco, Harley Race, when he would become King 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 Harley Race, Randy Savage, when he'd become Macho Macho King, King. Ted DiBiase would win, Tito Santana, and Bret Hart had won the most recent rendition in 1991. The only
2: time Tito ever got some glory. (laughs) And they made him the fucking El Matador, El Matador instead of <laughs> yeah. King Tito. Uh,
1: the, to me, I was, started this up and I was like, ah, the Wrestling Classic 2. I've waited so long for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. as you know, we love the Wrestling Classic. We love
0: like the Wrestling Classic.
1: Granted, not the top to bottom best matches, but one of the most entertaining and one of my favorite like full package pay-per-views oh, yeah. that we've covered. Absolutely. So uh, this show. is very similar. Is It's a one night single elimination tournament.
2: But we're in Ohio. There is no place like Ohio. Is that its, uh... I don't
0: know.
1: Oh, okay. Like, state (laughs) slogan? There's no place quite like Ohio. So... Is it the flyover state? Or I know. That's Oklahoma. That's where we are.
0: So Shane probably (laughs) got us something delicious to try out. Absolutely.
1: I'm curious to hear the background of this choice.
2: All right. Well, the last time we were in Ohio, we, uh... I believe it was the, uh, the Polish boy that uh, I had made sure. up with the, the Poland sausage, with the French fries, and the spicy barbecue, and the slaw, and all that deliciousness on there. So I figured we would jump to the other side and uh, go for a beverage. So looking things up, I went around and looked at a couple different lists and saw that state drink of Ohio is tomato juice. And so what goes good with tomato juice and as far as alcoholic beverages are concerned, Bloody Marys. Yes. Um I don't know if that was the segue you were looking for. Hey, it's good I, enough. I I don't yeah. <laughs> I was happy to I was happy that you brought Bloody Marys. I mean it's we're, we we record this on a Sunday, so you know, Sunday fun days and, and Bloody Marys and brunch go go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. I was going to doctor these up a little bit by trying to make a homemade put uh, a hard boiled egg in it. Uh, I was gonna go a different route because another thing that Ohio is famous for is chili cheese conies. So I was gonna like, put a hot dog in it. I was gonna God put a it. skewer with some, uh, you know, like slider bite size, maybe
1: like run a straw through the hot dog to pull the center out, so you can use the hot dog as a straw. Exactly. Here, <laughs> <laughs> Matt's <laughs> face <laughs> not appreciating yeah. that.
2: For those of you listening, Matt had his first Bloody Mary today. Yep.
0: I did have my first Bloody Mary.
2: <laughs> he didn't give far. Yeah. But I'm enjoying it. I think you did a great job, Shane. It's I appreciate just not a flavor
1: that's uh, in Matt's heart. No.
2: It's, it's one of those things you you either like it or you don't. It's like cilantro in a way. It's, it's the cilantro of tomato-based alcoholic beverages. You either like it or you don't. This one I doctored up just with the, uh, the basic Zing Zang Bloody Mary mix. Added some vodka to it. Squeezed in a half of a, a lime. I say half a line between the three glasses here. Added a little bit more of the Worcestershire sauce. Added a little of the brine from the pickled. I almost said asparagus, okra, and then yeah, you know,
1: asparagus sounds pretty awesome.
2: I almost got those. I just I'm iffy on my packaged asparagus because I've had it out of the can where it was mush, and it just made me worry that it wouldn't be crunchy and yeah. it would just ruin everything. But yeah, you can you can go to all different directions with bloody mary's you can stack them high with snacks and sliders and barbecue you can throw beef jerky in it you can infuse your own vodkas i like to do it walter matthew style where i just take a sip of v8 and then pour the vodkas right into it <laughs> it's like that show step by step back in the day where he used to make chocolate milk in his mouth by oh milk yeah and chocolate uh-huh. and then just yeah. doing the quick shake
1: yeah. yeah, I do like the, the Bad News Bears Sunday edition. <laughs> the, the vodka boiler maker.
0: While we'll they're enjoying those delicious drinks, something that happened right around the same time as King of the Ring, the top grossing film of 1993 would come out. Uh-oh.
1: Jurassic Park. Uh, I think my j- drink is shaking, guys. Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh... It will, Find out that, uh, I mean, we all know this movie was huge, but they let us know uh, while watching this show because I think Bobby talks about Jurassic Park quite a bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, I guess, an easy joke. I, I don't mean, know. It's, I mean, it was a, a it's gigantic in the movie.
0: Pop culture, even just being in the same weekend. Yeah, it was a huge it's, movie.
1: Yeah. I did not see it in the theater, but I remember renting it on VHS when it came out. And it I was, was pretty spooked out, spooked by it, but I was also pretty young.
2: It was like seven, it was incredible in the theaters. Yeah,
1: I had seen it in the theaters when they did like the 3D thing years ago. Yeah. so I finally got to go
0: go back and see it. I did not get to see it until like two or three years later because it, my parents wouldn't let me oh, because yeah. they were worried that <laughs> I would be too scared of it or something. Oh
1: yeah, I was afraid of everything as a kid. Uh, and I but, but I, but I did, my the parents wouldn't have taken me to see it. But once it, it came anywhere. out
0: back out in on 3D, went and saw it. Yeah there in the theaters and even that was even though i had seen it many many times yeah yeah it was still amazing
1: it'd been a long time and it was funny because as a kid i always thought the movie was like smart oh yeah and then i saw it as an adult and i was like this is some dumb bullshit and (laughs) i love it (laughs) but as a kid i was like oh like it's smart because they're doing science uh and the dna thing talks to you but you know when you're like seven yeah seven anything that's not like you know turtles eating pizza is pretty intelligent too.
2: <laughs> and yeah when you've got kids that were, were close to my age or a little younger that were basically the yeah shane was probably like stars. the perfect age for this movie i mean i was 15 so it was it was great i mean i i took my nephew to it and yeah you know, sorry matt i would have taken you but i, I didn't it. i didn't know you until <laughs> many many years later but yeah yeah, my nephew got to go to all these opening things, because that's what I got to do when I was a kid, was I got to go and see everything, because parents quit censoring your damn kids, that's what makes kids so fucked up these days, is they don't know what the hell <laughs> things are.
1: Yeah, and it's just a dinosaur, come on. Exactly, it's a TV show. Yeah, it's not like you took them to go see Basic Instinct.
2: Right, well I mean, there's nothing wrong with that either. <laughs> I and saw that when I was a
1: kid. Have a, Yeah, just have a talk afterwards. Mm-hmm. She comes after you with a knife that was wrong. a quick little change of pace.
2: <laughs> Matt's like, I don't know what to go. I have no clue These <laughs> bloody Marys are getting extra bloody. Well,
0: let's go ahead and talk about King of the Ring. Woo-hoo. So we get narration over the logo from Vince McMahon, and then we see the bracket of the tournament. And we're told that wrestlers had gained entry into it through qualifying matches on the television programs. So there were some on Raw, Superstars, All-American. Yeah, you got to
1: hook them in. Exactly. Put one on each show.
0: Jim Ross, Macho Man Randy Savage, and Bobby the Brain Hewnan then welcome us to the show. And they preview the title matches that we will see during the. And we head off right to our first match. We're not going to preview the title matches here? There's some title Keep you on the hook? Like okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Our first match, Razor Ramon versus Brett, the Hitman Hart, in a King of the Ring quarterfinal match. One, two, three. One, two, three. <laughs> is exactly what the crowd is chanting <laughs> yeah. as Razor comes uh, out.
1: I loved it. He didn't. Uh, desired effect. It's nice when you do something like smart and it gets over. Mm-hmm. Smart, simple, to the point, and it gets over.
0: So JR tells us that the quarterfinal matches are all a 15-minute time limit. The semifinals are 30 minutes, and the finals will be 60 minutes. Who knows if that'll come into effect? We'll find out as we go. The Hart starts us off with a shoulder block that does nothing because of Razor's size advantage. So he changes it up to arm drags, but Ramon blocks an attempt and hits a clothesline and goes for an elbow drop, only for Hitman to move and hit some more arm drags. Ramon then hits a body slam to escape thin armbar. But brett doesn't release the arm rolling right back in to that arm bar
1: such a good i mean it's just saying all shows should have multiple bret hart matches on them <laughs> <laughs> like him holding on to the arm after the slam it's just like ah
0: come on spoiler alert didn't um, know if he was gonna more. win or not oh
1: yeah i apologize
0: damn it michael i'm excited
2: <laughs> what, what am i gonna do here
0: Ramone, not excited. ramon with a thumb to the eye hits a back elbow but Hitman reverses a chin lock into a hammer lock, tosses Razor to the corner, charging into a knee, followed by sending Hart into the post, shoulder first, Posted. to gain control. Ramon, with a kick to the side of the head from the floor, rolls Brett back in and starts slapping and taunting him. One, two, three. One, two, three. That's how the crowd was taunting Razor. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't want him to win. He's the bad guy. Ramon with a follow away slam and a running power slam for a two-count. Follows that up with some elbow drops and a side slam. Goes for more elbow drops, only for Hart to continually move out of the way and starts to fire up with right hand. Oh yeah, that, that triple roll. So good. Inverted atomic drop, clothesline, shot to the gut, and a Russian leg sweep for a two-count by Brett. Followed up with a backbreaker and a second rope elbow drop. For a near fall. Hitman with the headbutt and Ramon tries for a big haymaker, but Hart ducks and schoolboy rolls him up for a two count. Brett then goes for a bulldog when Razor shoves him off chest first into the turnbuckle and goes for the Razor's edge, only for Hitman to wiggle free, turn Ramon over for a backslide, but can't quite get him over. He's a big boy. So he ends up walking up the turnbuckles. Mm flipping over Razor and cradling him up for a near fall. Hart starts arguing with the ref, allowing Ramon to come from behind with a clothesline. No. He then sets Bret up on the top rope and lifts him up for a super back suplex. But Hitman falls on top for the pin and and the win.
1: win. Uh, You think that there's a magnet in Bret Hart's sternum? Because he just loves taking those chest bumps into how... the turnbuckle. And he does it like nobody else. I want to know
2: how painful that actually is. Just because uh, he makes of the it look, force that he makes runs it into good. that thing. Yeah. I mean, I know he's running into a little cushion, but no, there's no way that
0: that can't hurt. He makes it look good, man. He does make it look good. <laughs> JR then sends it to a video package from Superstars the previous week. And we see Undertaker and Giant Gonzalez are in a corner brawling, and it looks like Mr. Hughes has laid out Paul Bearer as Harvey Whippleman goes to hand Hughes the urn. Mr. Hughes then nails Taker over the head multiple times with that urn before Hughes hits Bearer one more time before we come back to our second match. Mr. Hughes with Harvey Whippleman versus mr perfect in a king of the ring quarterfinal match
1: ah the big cat oh big cat his hair's looking extra crispy right now (laughs) just saying
0: the last time we saw mr hughes was at wrestle war 92 which was episode 69 was he
1: mr hughes in wcw at all yes he was okay that's why i was like that's weird that he pulled it pulled the name over here I'd be like being big Bubba Rogers uh, instead of the Boss Man in no. WWF.
2: I'm thinking he's just. I'm, I'm guessing that's his last name, perhaps, so he can. Just I think
1: his real name
0: is Curtis Hughes. So, oh, okay, so he can use that.
1: Mr. Yeah. Hughes is probably more creative name than Big Cat. Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: Hughes is coming down the down the walkway. He still has the urn. Oh yeah. So, I wonder if we'll see Undertaker.
1: Doesn't the urn have a big old dent in it?
0: Did it? I think so. I can't remember. Maybe. I don't I don't remember seeing it. But... Yeah,
1: yeah. Maybe maybe there's a dent in it later. I know at some point this urn's got a big old dent in it. Yep.
0: But guess what we have the return of? The brain scan! Ooh. That's right.
2: I don't remember what he did, but... <clears> he <throat> he's drawn something... Probably. I want to say it was on the back of Mr. Perfect's head. I can't remember what it actually I know, was it, yeah, on. he was
0: making fun of Mr. Perfect. Yeah, right? yeah.
2: Um, what if he drew a... Glass of water imported on <laughs> on Kurt's head. We have our uh, random football fun fact from uh, Jr. that nobody asked for. Mm. Mr. Hughes is one of the most penalized offensive players in college football history. Mm. All right. He's he doesn't say team. what team. I think he played for
0: remember, Kansas State. Kansas State. No. So big bad cat. <laughs> Maybe that's where he got big cat from. Yeah. Because they were the Wildcats. I didn't
2: think about that. There you go. It's all coming together now.
0: So the match gets going, and Hughes uses his power advantage early on, throwing Perfect around the ring. Goes for a running shoulder block, but Perfect turns it into an arm drag and a drop kick, which Hughes no-sells. Big right hand sends Perfect over the ropes to the floor, which Hughes drags him back in, only to deliver a headbutt that dazes Mr. Perfect. Hughes is trying to wear down Perfect, who escapes with elbows only to run into a big boot and a clothesline. Hard Irish whip to the corner that sends Perfect bumping all over the place in pain. And we get picture and picture of Bret Hart in the back, being asked who he would rather face in his next match. And he says he'd rather go with Perfect, because he wants the good match. Yeah.
1: And what's Mr. Hughes going to do? Nobody wants to see Hughes versus Bret Hart. How many people want
0: to see Mr. Hughes at all? Yeah,
1: Hughes and
2: and Henning. Lengthy match instead of just going against the big muscle guy. I think this is
1: the first time we've seen any like interview stuff during a match on like a pay per view. It was kind of weird. I was like, oh, this is this is some like TV shit we're doing right here. But I mean, it makes sense to probably got you know, keep it moving as opposed to breaking out for these interviews in between every match.
0: Yeah. Hughes is just tossing Mr. Perfect around, goes for his spine buster, but loses his grip on him and they tumble to the mat. Sloppy. Hughes then goes for a body guillotine, only for Perfect to move. So Mr. Hughes crotches himself, Ah. allowing Mr. Perfect to fire up with an arm drag and a back body drop. Snap mare, neck snap, throwing right hands to knock Hughes back down to the corner. Mr. Hughes then grabs the urn and smashes it across the head of Perfect. And the ref Ah. calls for the bell.
1: There's my ten. I love that after the... Bret Hart interview, uh, Bobby Heenan says that he's the, Bret Hart is the 14th of 13 children. So Thank you. Great, <laughs> Bobby Heenan and I. Yeah, I had to write that one down. <laughs> okay. So. Glad, glad uh, we're on the same page yeah. here.
0: Well, we found out at <laughs> the last pay-per-view that the other 13 are married to wrestlers. Oh, uh, yeah. If they're not wrestlers. If they're not right. wrestlers. So, of course, Mr. Perfect advances due to the DQ. Uh, he wins, but that match was just kind of... Yeah, Trash. let's protect the big cat.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's a big guy, whatever. If he's got the urn, they obviously want to do something with him and take her. So, you know, you don't want him to be beat by a smaller guy.
0: Yep. We then go to the dressing room. Mean jeans there with Yokozuna and Mr. Fuji. Bazai. And a boombox. I just like the boombox. <laughs> Fuji tells us that Yoko defeated Bret Hart in a 20 minute plus match actually it was only it was under nine minutes yeah. yes and, hey i mean they, they couldn't go back and check and then hulk hogan cheated he stole the belt from my yoko zuna and then zuna says hulk hogan american hero you in america will go down which he spoke in english but the closed captioning said <laughs> speaking in foreign language
1: oh really yeah, I did not see the like, <laughs> closed caption. Like you had it on. Yeah, or it I turned up, it on. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I always turn it on whenever they're speaking. So, I...
1: yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I thought you meant that like it's just said speaking in foreign language under him, like, and I was like, I didn't catch that. Uh, yeah, but, like I, it was hard. Ins- I thought it was hard coded
0: instead of writing out what he said. Yeah, it yeah. just said speaking in foreign language. He's that's speaking
2: Floridian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I always find the little closed captioning jokes to be just yeah, that's fun. fun. So we head off to our third match: Bam Bam Bigelow versus bam, bam. Hacksaw Jim Duggan, No. in a King of the Ring quarterfinal match. Can I just say, it? Bam Bam's
2: music sucks. I like it. Oh, it's just—I mean, it's very '90s. <laughs> I like it because it's so sparse. It's just like Bam like, Bam. <laughs> he says, I mean, Bam." You know who's coming bam. out? Uh huh. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like it. But it's not. It's I mean, it's not top tier shit. It's very on par with Hacksaw's ho because, again, somebody yells out ho, you know who's going to be coming down the ring. Well, at God least Father. at this point. <laughs> oh. At this point, you know it's going to oh. be Hacksaw. Yeah. Papa
0: Stronger. So the last time we saw Duggan was at WrestleMania 8, episode 68. Hmm. So it's been a little while for, right. since we've seen him. And even Heenan doesn't quite understand the pop that Duggan gets. <laughs>
1: The flag man versus the Beast from the East. Uh, yeah, he's got Hacksaw's got uh, a new
2: a new onesie. Yes, he's he's gone full. So singly. you know that's cool.
0: Bam Bam starts hitting shoulder blocks. Hacksaw's hitting clotheslines, but nobody is gaining an advantage until Duggan hits a third straight clothesline to knock Bigelow out to the floor. Back in the ring, a slugfest breaks out when Bam Bam reverses an Irish whip, sending Hacksaw into the turnbuckle. Charging in, only for Duggan to avoid, sending Bigelow chest first into the turnbuckle. Hacksaw goes for a body slam, but his ribs are hurt, oh, man. so he can't lift him up, which allows Bam Bam to take over with a headbutt to the back. Bigelow locks on a bear hug, only for Duggan to escape with forearms across the back, but Bam Bam retaliates with a thumb to the eye to maintain control.
1: You see the Bam Bam Pigelow sign in the crowd? Clever. Clever fans.
0: Snapmare. Bigelow goes for a jumping headbutt, but Hacksaw moves and goes for the body slam again, lifting him up, only for Bam Bam to fall on top for a two count. Bam Bam. Back to the bear hug, only for Duggan to escape again by biting the forehead of Bigelow. (sighs) Follows that up by tossing Bam Bam to the ropes and telegraphs a back body drop. Can't do that, guys. moves when Bigelow tries to kick him sending him flat onto his back. Hacksaw then finally hits that body slam, sets up for the three-point stance, but Bam Bam moves out of the way, sending Duggan flying headfirst into the turnbuckle. Eats that buck. Mm -hmm. Bigelow then goes up top for the diving headbutt, for the pin, and And the the win.
1: Did you see that, like, Bam Bam must have just been in Japan or something because you can like see the back of his head is like stitched up ah. <laughs> It's pretty gnarly. Also every time we see Bam Bam Piccolo, I just can't believe He's They're like having forever. a a having, having a head tattoo and like a full head tattoo like in the early 90s like that He looks like a big mean biker and it's great. I wonder like I don't know much about him outside of the ring is he see is he a nice guy I think so I have no clue. I've never met him. I Me mean neither, but like, you know, I'm sure we've watched enough shoot interviews on YouTube in our lives, but I guess I'll have to find some, some Bam Bam comps.
2: So I kind of stopped taking notes and <laughs> couldn't stop watching this match. I don't know what it was about it, but there was something that stood out about it. Like the way the two of them worked together, it could have just been because it was late. And I had partaken in some recreational deliciousness. It so. might have just been that, you know. But I, Bam, Bam, I Bam knows what here, he's doing. I didn't hate this match. I don't and think I no. Don't, I don't think no, it It's not bad. At I don't no. think I. You just didn't you had, had to about a of Matt. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, you hear the ho, and it's just like, all right, oh, well, yeah. let's go get a drink or something, because.
1: Also, at that point, it's normally like him, you know, like a match with a bunch of other people, and he just gets his like hoe spot, yeah, or whatever.
0: It's the three point stance. Uh huh two by
1: four
2: and yells had a tough guy but he's
1: a big guy and they also like were pretty even they, they in offense off and stuff nicely pretty well like yeah it wasn't like,
2: even during their slugfest just watching the two of them go back and forth for just those few seconds i kept looking at the tv going this, this, is, is, this is actually pulling me in a little bit yeah. i don't i don't know, maybe maybe it's because i'm getting older or maybe it's because it was just maybe it's that good
0: bam bam effect
2: yeah bam bam mm-hmm. bam
0: bam well, I got some sad news for you.
2: Are you going to break my heart like Great Valentine? Yes. You always, seem, you always seem to like someone in their final match someplace. Hey, I've never had timing down
0: right. Ask any of my exes. <laughs> so this is the last time we would see Duggan in the WWF for about 12 years.
1: Hmm. I wonder how great he is 12 years from now. I don't
2: know. <laughs> um, I'm I'm picturing him going off somewhere where the lighting is better suited for him.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> we then get a Coliseum video exclusive. Oh, I love these. It's oh. Terry Taylor's in the locker room with the Smoking Guns and the Steiners.
1: Terry Taylor. We, is he? He's. Is this is the first time we've seen him with a mic. Yes. Okay.
0: He's always it been. A, he's always been a wrestler up to this. point. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was like, poor.
0: Terry, mm-hmm.
1: is he hurt? Terry's Terry's good in the rain. but he just doesn't get over. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't help when you make him a rooster. That's exactly, very you know, true.
2: You, you let him be a I don't know a, a Wall Street esque tan man, and you know people seem to follow him. But now he's back to at least he's got a job. This. yeah. I mean, he's got a job. That's good, but womp womp.
0: But each of the guns and Steiner's yeah. have something to say, and Billy. Chimes in with, no one I'd rather have in my corner than my brother and the Steiners. Bart says, the revolver, our finishing move, is unstoppable. And Scott's like, but the Frankensteiner's unstoppable as well. Dissension in the ranks. And then Rick says, we're just going to be a bunch of crazed dogs in the (laughs) ring. Woof, woof,
1: woof, woof. Love it when they put a microphone in front of him. Yep. (laughs) I know you do. He's, he's he's my favorite.
0: And we're off to our fourth match. The Narcissist. <laughs> Narcissist. Narcissist. And they still struggle saying his name on this damn show, too. <laughs> I know.
2: Narcissist. Narcissist.
0: Narcissist. Lex Luger versus Tatanka in a King of the Ring quarter final match.
1: Woo! Uh, two technically undefeated men. Foreshadowing. Tatanka has. Not, has Neither one of them have lost. And Tatanka t- t- is. Been around longer in the WWF at this point, undefeated. Yep. Yes. Just like, they just can't pull the trigger on him. I wonder why.
2: And you guys, I don't know if you realize the severity of uh, Lex's arm situation. It's
1: pretty severe. It's, yeah.
2: I mean, this was a, a big thing back in the day.
1: Oh, they they talk about it a lot. They sh- they, yeah. they make sure to zoom in on the scar, It's oh, yeah. pretty
0: cool. A ref even makes him put an elbow pad on. Or they were going to disqualify him. He's got got nuts and bolts bolts in there. Something, yeah. The brain even says that they should force Tatanka to tie his shoes together to make it fair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, brain. So as the Native American hits the ring, the two start brawling until Luger tosses Tatanka back out to the floor. What about the mirror?
1: The big monolith mirror that Lex is flexing in front of? The, the Tatonko runs in and pushes it over. That's true. So that's how it really gets started.
2: The, the unbreakable very good,
1: mirror. Very good start. Yeah, I know. It's like <laughs> this mirror is some kind of plastic. Yeah. Because when it fell, I was just like, ooh, I just, it's a big, heavy mirror. Yeah, it's
2: like high quality tin foil covered in plastic wrap.
1: <laughs> I love that it looked very, uh, Fun house. very 2001 monolith, like, <laughs> of a mirror, which I was thinking, I was like, how great would have that been for Ric Flair if he ever looked as good as Lex Luger?
0: Spotch and all that. But as they're brawling, Luger tosses Tatanka out to the floor. But when he rolls back in, he ends up pushing that mirror into Luger to knock him over. Cut him open. and Get some uh, bolts in his other elbow. Some chops knock Lex out to the ring, and the Native American follows out to body slam Luger before everyone rolls back into the ring. Tatanka with a back body drop and a clothesline for a two count before going to an armbar, which the narcissist tries to escape with a body slam. But the Native American holds on, continuing the work on the arm. We then go to Bam Bam. Bam Bam. Bam. And he wants to get his hands on the Indian. (laughs) While in the ring, Why not not Lex? Do you think that... The reason... They got beef. Yeah, they they do have beef. Okay. They beefing. To Tonka did something to Bam Bam. (sighs) I don't remember what it was Tomahawk chopped him while he was drinking his at beer and he choked him. Sure probably, yeah. That's, that's my head cannon Tatanka then comes off the ropes with a crossbody for a near fall back to work on the arm when Lex uses a back elbow delivering several kicks to the gut in the corner elbow drops and a back breaker for oh a two count. oh my kick. god the elbow the elbow <gasps> the Native American keeps trying to build momentum with cradles and roll ups but Luger turns him away at every turn during one of the many chin locks that, the, that Luger has on, I realized that the ref had a mullet. And that's what interested <laughs> me in this match the rest of the way. Yeah. JR tells us that there are about three minutes remaining, and Tatanka begins the Indian war dance no selling double axe handles, hitting chops, a power slam, and goes up to the ropes for a top rope tomahawk chop.
2: I call that the uh, Tatanka, Tatanka tatanka to do you uh <laughs> i have a problem with the tatanka to
1: it just feels silly he's just running in circles why the yeah. other guy just clothesline him
2: he he basically is trying to i'm a bigger fan he's, of he's the log to roll, to Matt, than the tatanka summon up. the powers of the warrior or what he's doing there but it's a, a very poor man's warrior of, of
1: the uh, of the eagle or wolf or whatever <laughs> what does Tatonka mean in uh cherokee Lame. (laughs) Man! I wasn't (laughs) ready for that.
0: The Native American goes up top again, this time coming off with a crossbody that Lex ducks to avoid and goes back on the attack with a big clothesline for a near fall. Lex. Flex. Pecs. That's what I had written down. 90 seconds remain as Luger hits a power slam, a back body drop, and a vertical suplex for a two count. 30 seconds remain, and Luger hits a backbreaker, taking his time for a pin, and only gets two. No. The bell then rings, and the announcement is a time limit draw. Oh, man. And the air is sucked out of the building. So both men are eliminated from the tournament. But what? Which also means that Bam Bam Bigelow will advance to the finals of the tournament. Wow, he just million dollar, million dollar manned his way right to the finals. <laughs> yeah.
2: Bam Bam with the bye.
0: Post match, Luger takes the mic and asks for five more minutes. Crowd pops for it. They want mm-hmm. it. They want a winner. Which, wait a 2nd is didn't Luger the heel? Mm-hmm. And that's a face thing <laughs> to do. Yeah, totally. I was just like, what are, what are we? I do? guess because I guess because he was it, on the offense, so week. Week. he was just like, I'll be. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, good point. Good point. <laughs> The crowd starts cheering, but the ref explains to them they can't do it. No. it's not part of the tournament. That's right. Lex then slips the pad off, the elbow pad off. Oh yeah, and hits the forearm across the back of the of Tatanka's head.
1: And that's the, that, that's a good heat spot. But he if he didn't do the five minute thing and just drop the elbow on him, it'd be a better heat spot.
0: Why it, it would be better if Tatanka asked for the five more minutes. And then he got the yeah. And boom. then as he's asking for it. And Lex just takes it off and blindsides Yeah, it. like yeah,
1: blindsides him and then drops the bow on his head and walks out. Each uh, one of them
0: gets gets a pop and gets some heat. Yeah, we move on our merry way.
1: And uh, it's crazy to me, kind of crazy that Tatanka has been protected so long.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was like, okay, well, this is finally where they bury Tatanka. And then I just think back about uh, fucking old poor Kurt Henning a few years ago, and I get angry.
2: Yeah,
1: I'm just like, come on, man.
2: They're they're waiting for you know. Maybe maybe Brutus will get him. (sighs) That'll be his legacy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh Backstage with Mean Gene, Mr. Perfect, and Bret Hart, and Mean Gene instigates a fight between the two using Hitman's words. I know. During the picture in picture segment, Mean Gene getting wily. But then he gets mad when they start to argue. (laughs) I was like, "You started this fight, (laughs) man. Yeah, Yeah. and what's he do instead of ending it? He keeps. Poking, poking the bear. Poking the bear. <laughs> These are two
1: Bring, bears you don't want
0: to poke. He brings up their dads, asking if they've ever met. <laughs> yeah. And Brett says that Stu won against Larry Hennig all the time. Perfect then brings up SummerSlam 91, which I was like, wow, WWF's remembering history here? Like, <laughs> yeah. Accurately. Something that didn't happen at WrestleMania 1, 2, or 3. Hogan's not involved? What? Yeah. And then he cuts a promo on how he will win after Hart heads off to the ring. So we walk into this match seriously with
2: a my dad can beat your dad argument. I mean, if your dads were
1: wrestlers, that's something.
2: I mean, yeah, but I don't know. If I'm getting ready to kick somebody's ass, the last thing that I'm going to think about is... Their dad? Yeah, my dad can <laughs> beat your dad up. It's let me kick your ass. I don't know. It just felt... out. It but just, it's yeah. a sport.
1: These it's, guys have treat it like
0: a sport. So the, the history means something to them. It's just weird. We then get our fifth match. Brett Hitman Hart versus Mr. Perfect in a King of the Ring semi-final match. I and like that he says this
1: is... the JR says this is like Air Jordan versus Barkley. I'm like, oh, what a nice like, time stamp on this.
0: We see Brett's hands are all taped up from Razor Ramon stomping on them earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. And the two are going back and forth, trading hip tosses and takedowns to start. Perfect with a vicious chop goes for the Irish whip, only to be reversed, and Hart hits a body slam. But Mr. Perfect with boots to the chin leads to a body slam of his own before Hitman can take Perfect down again into a headlock. Brett with a crucifix, followed by a crossbody for a two count, but the kickout sends Hart out to the floor But he comes right back in with a sunset flip for a near fall.
1: I love that even Macho Man knows, this is a classy match.
2: Stop taking my notes, Michael. (laughs) We just noticed the same things. We got the same attention for detail. Just the way he said it was, this is classy. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'll
0: leave the Macho Notes for you then. Perfect with a knee to the gut and a drop kick sends the Hitman out to the floor. Mr. Perfect holds the ropes open for Brett.
1: Oh, such, an, such a classy thing to do.
0: Only to nail him with a cheap shot. Following <sighs> up by slamming Hart's head into the turnbuckle, chops, and a knee lift for a two count. That's my dude.
1: Mm-hmm. I love Macho Man's putting Perfect over by comparing uh, him to himself at a
0: younger time. I thought it was cool. Hitman rolls to the outside to regroup but Perfect falls out Driving Brett's head into the ring apron. It's the Heart- hardest part of the ring. <laughs> Definitely. What about the, po- the post? Isn't the
1: post the part of the ring? That's not what you're told. <laughs> really. It is technically part of the ring. You just can't get pinned inside of it.
0: Hearts up on the apron when Mr. Perfect uses the momentum of the ropes to fling the hitman out to the guardrail. Perfect finally drags Brett back into the ring, delivering some more knee lifts. Goes up top, coming off with a missile drop kick. Makes the cover, but Hart gets his boot on the rope. Hard Irish whip to send Hitman's sternum first into the turnbuckle. Mm, that magnet. Mr. Perfect goes up top again, only for Brett to meet him up there to hit a superplex for a near fall. Damn. Hart, with multiple kicks to the leg of Perfect, applies the figure four. But Mr. Perfect finally makes his way to the ropes. He's got to use the figure the four to
2: get this star- sharpshooter, uh... We'll soften it up with a sharpshooter but what i liked in my own viewing of it he went to put the figure four on and he had the figure four on and it took me a second to realize that he didn't put the sharpshooter on that he was actually in the figure four so again, <laughs> yeah I was like this is i think incorrect. i was just i may have
1: been a little high it's also know, one of but... those things like you just assume
2: that if he starts to wrap up your legs like yeah. you're getting a sharpshooter i saw him just grab the legs and go for it and yeah it took it no it took a
0: whole four seconds before i realized that yeah this, like, oh, this is the, the wrong hold. Yeah. What is he doing? Hitman stays on the leg, only for Perfect to fight back, locking on a sleeper. But Brett makes it to the ropes.
1: The crowd is hot.
0: As Hart makes it back to his feet, Mr. Perfect applies the sleeper once again, but uses the ropes as leverage this time. But Hitman falls forward, sending Perfect headfirst into the turnbuckle. Brett, with a vicious uppercut, slams Mr. Perfect's head into the turnbuckle. Hair tosses him across the ring.
1: I love that Macho Man called the uppercut a lifter, which is like, you know, the like wrestler's term for the uppercut. They always call them lifters. So I thought that that was pretty funny that Macho Man used, uh, you know, that term.
0: The hair toss causes Perfect to slide crotch first into the ring post. Nutted in the nutter arena. (laughs) Atomic drop in a Russian leg sweep. Hart makes the cover for the near fall. Hitman with a backbreaker, comes off the second rope with an elbow drop for a two count, looks to apply the sharpshooter, but Perfect grabs the injured hand, Ah. twisting it and stomping on it. That stomp.
1: Stomp hurt. Yep. I love that Mr. Perfect is chopping the shit out of Brett throughout this match, because I know that Brett Hart... Hates chops because they hurt, and he doesn't think they look good. Which I disagree—that they I mean, don't look good. I think they look awesome. But I believe uh, you—if they hurt, I do not want anybody to. He'll just run chest first posts. into a post all day. Yeah, he just doesn't want the yeah. Job. He just doesn't want the the <laughs> that sting of the slap. It all makes sense now. Mm-hmm. He's like, "I'll do the. will don't worry. I'll do a chest spot. Just don't slap me."
0: Mister Perfect goes for the perfect plex, but Brett blocks and vertical suplexes them both out of the ring to the floor. I know, it's pretty brutal for the time
1: period, and Kurt takes that corner of the apron right to the back yep. on his way out.
2: Yep. I was like, ooh, it's, rough. It's one of those moves that you see teased so many times forever and ever and ever and almost never pulled off the way that it should. And or it just doesn't happen
1: a lot of the time. The, it's the, just the two of them
2: did it as you would expect, Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect. I mean, it's the home. high spot of, of the match. It's great. It gives you that... Roller coaster stomach feeling as, you know, is it going to happen? Holy shit, what's going to go? All oh, right, mm-hmm. yeah, all oh, right. Now, if they did that, it'd probably be the first move in a match on television. Mm-hmm.
0: The ref begins to make the 10 count, but they both make it back in just in time. But Perfect looks to be hurt, but it's all a ruse, pulling Hart over for a small package for the pin, and <laughs> no! <laughs> Hitman rolls over on top for the pin! And, and the win. win!
1: Mr. Perfect yells no. But it's not up to you, bud. Mr. Perfect yells a lot of stuff.
0: <laughs> Post match, Mr. Perfect rolls out of the ring. He's yelling all kinds of things. Bogus! Bogus. <laughs> but then he comes back into the ring to confront the hitman, only to stick his hand out for the handshake. Ah,
1: oh, I'm pumped. Brett's pumped. We're
2: all pumped. Yeah.
0: Short list! <laughs>
2: But what I like, Brett wins. Everybody instantly stops limping. Just like, just like that. <laughs> but no, great match. Loved it. As it's perfect. I would expect. That's these that, two
1: guys. That, to yeah, have, yeah. Yeah. This is what I want to see. This all is the time. Classy. Yeah,
0: this is classy. <laughs> Macho knew what he was talking about. Yes. We then go to the back with Mean Gene and Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Hart.
1: I love that uh, JR, like affectionately refer- refers to Bobby Heenan when he uh, throws to the next thing uh, as the weasel, and Bobby has does not like it at all. No. Nope. He was just trying something out.
0: <laughs> and in the interview, we get, you know, Hulkamaniacs, prayers, vitamins, dreams, blah, blah, blah.
1: What about that, uh, like, top-class airbrush job on Jimmy Hart's uh, new yeah, jacket, the of, <laughs> jacket? It's like it's the, the ultimate Hogan jacket for sure. Yeah, that one, that one probably cost a pretty penny.
2: Yeah. I wrote, can we send Hulk away and just keep the jacket? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we, we try to send Hulk away uh, every, every once in a while, and then he's like, well, I'm kind of bored. I need to get out of the house. And he comes back to ruin
0: our time. So we're off to our sixth match. Yokozuna with Mr. Fuji versus Hulk Hogan with Jimmy Hart. For the WWF World Heavyweight Championship.
2: Did you guys know we're in the heartland of the USA? Yeah, we're, we're in the heartland. We're, we're in the heartland. It's the heartland of the USA. Heartland of America. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, and Hogan loves them here. Oh, I Hogan loves it. the heartland. I, I, they just said that so many heartland things so many times. Uh, I grew up, growing up in Nebraska and living in Oklahoma. You hear heartland all the time, and I haven't heard it that much in one.
1: I think they're trying to get get uh, you know work Ohio their crowd tourism. up in the center of the country since they're so east coast based. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like where they're just like, okay, well, let's get our uh, our numbers up in the middle of the state or country. In so, the heartland.
0: Jim Ross mentions that there are an abnormal amount of Japanese photographers at ringside for this match. It's a big match. And Bobby says, "Title match." Last time I
2: saw this many Japanese people was at Benihana's. <laughs> Hashtag racist shit your uncle says. I've never even even (laughs) been to a Benihana. I think I mostly
0: know it from 2 Chainz songs. So the two men size each other to start when Yoko throws Hogan to the mat, followed by headbutts, chops, and a body slam.
1: And Hogan looks like he cares, right guys? Doesn't it feel like there's a little bit of... Better energy to Hogan. He's trimmed down for this match. He does. He looks incredible. I think it was for uh, Thunder in Paradise. I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point. You just did. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, you're not a Thunder
2: in Paradise guy? You stopped drinking the juice, and I guess you shrank up a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. You look good, though.
0: Hard Irish Whip has Hogan begging for mercy. Another Irish Whip and Zuna charges into the corner, only for Hogan to move to avoid and begins firing up with right hands. Hulk with mounted punches and starts biting Yokozuna, followed by a clothesline in the corner.
1: Maybe like a back rake or something like that. Some
0: some more Hogan stuff. Hogan tries for the slam, but Yoko's too heavy and starts to club Hulk across the back.
1: Yoko looks, every time we see him, he looks like 50 pounds heavy. (laughs) I mean, he is. I want to say the last time
2: they mentioned him, they said he was 500, and this time they kept talking about how he was 550. (laughs) (laughs)
0: After a rake of the eyes, Hogan again tries for a body slam, still to no avail. Hulk with multiple clotheslines that rock Zuna, but never take him off his feet. But as Hogan goes for a third one, Yokozuna hits a clothesline of his own to take the immortal one down. Yoko then goes for a splash, but Hulk moves out of the way. Hogan tries a shoulder tackle, only to knock himself down.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, and it's crazy how huge Yokozuna looks whenever they're both laying on the mat. And it's just like, it really, like, yeah, for some reason it almost felt like a trick. <laughs> like, it felt like it just, like, they. it's like watching Lord of the Rings, like, they zoomed the camera out, and you're like, see the perspective change because of the forced perspective stuff. But, like, when they were both on the mat, for some reason, Yokozuna just looked bigger than
0: ever. Zona then locks on a bear hug. USA chance start helping rally up. But it's stifled with a back elbow and a belly-to-belly suplex for a two count. Hogan then begins to hulk up. No-selling Yokozuna's chops. Finger point of doom. Right hands. Three big boots. Oh my god. To finally take Yoko down to the I, mat.
1: I love that it wasn't one. Come on, man. That'd be terrible.
0: Hits the leg drop for the pin... And, no! No. Zuna kicks out! Oh,
1: my heart exploded when that
0: happened. Mr. Fuji jumps on the apron, and Hulk knocks him down. Calls for the slam, when a photographer climbs up onto the apron.
1: That was my cousin.
0: Jimmy Hart is trying to pull the photographer off, but is kicked away. So Hogan goes to walk towards him. When the camera explodes in his face with a fireball, Yokozuna then hits a leg drop for the pin and, and the win. And new no!
1: love that he did the leg drop and pinned him. Yep,
0: that's cool. Post match, Yoko drags Hulk over to the corner and hits the bonsai drop. Bonsai. Yeah, but bury him. Didn't, didn't. This would be the last time we see Hulk Hogan in the WWF for nine years.
1: Uh, So we're going to have to, I guess, get on Amazon, pick up Thunder in Paradise DVD box set, and we'll just start covering that over on Patreon, maybe. If you guys want to hear us talk about Thunder in Paradise, (laughs) Matt's giving me a terrible evil look have you
0: ever watched thunder in paradise a little
1: bit as a kid when it was on like tv like on like a saturday afternoon mm-hmm. or, like on TNT. tnt or usa i can't remember which one they're it the same thing in my is head it's
0: a horrible horrible show mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah i mean it's just it's kind of like a it's it's exactly what you think it is it's like a, a miami vice type terrible rip off thing but there's speedboats Ooh, yeah. speedboats <laughs> Speedboats are cool.
2: I mean, yeah, I would love me some speedboats, but give me give me somebody. You ever
1: see the Miami along. Vice movie where they instead of calling them speedboats, they call them go fast boats? And I never figure out like is that actual slang, or is Michael Mann just doesn't well, know what a boat is?
2: <laughs> well, because speed at one point, you know, drug users would call that uh, go, fast go fast powder.
1: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you, yeah. How did you? How did you guys? Did, where, didn't your heart grow? I mean. You guys knew it was gonna happen, but okay. it's just so nice to see him leave. So nice to see him Everything like actually pinned. Like he did get a fireball, but at least he got pinned. I was I'm happy about it.
2: Matt's the no children. Sudden. I mean The children. I mean the poor crying children that they were talking
0: about. You mean about the, co- they the cosplay the
1: cosplay Hogan crying? Actually other than
0: night. the fireball, I thought the match was actually pretty good. I agree. Yeah. Because literally, if Zuna just kicked out and then did, did like drop and the, then won, I would love the that. fireball. I would have loved it. I think that would have been better.
1: But it's Hogan, you know. There's got to be some gotta things. and I think the out. fireball is better than like it's at least like cleaner than something they, than dumber shit they've done in the past. That's true. So That's them. I couldn't. It's one of those things. Even the door cracked open. Yeah, yep. I I'm fine with it, just because I've seen so much dumber shit. Yep.
2: It all could fall to shit, and we're gonna have to send him, you know, five million dollars to come back, so this will at least give us a... It's also, was a
1: great visual. Entryway. Yeah, And, man, that beard, that fake beard on that guy, <laughs> was incredible. The fake beard with his uh, bucket hat, such a good look.
0: So Zuna is celebrating with Mr. Fuji in the ring with all the photographers taking pictures. Yoko most pose. That's right. Yeah,
1: Yoko most pose for, you know, Pro Wrestling Illustrated and WWF Magazine, and Sure, there's like seven other wrestling
0: magazines at the time. We get another Coliseum video exclusive, and Terry Taylor catches up with Mr. Perfect in the back. Perfect says that Hart is a great wrestler, but he'd rather not talk about it. He's not very happy about losing. No. We then go to Mean Jean, who's with Shawn Michaels and a very tall man behind him. Big tall man.
2: Oz? Vinny. Vinny? <laughs> um, I don't remember his Master Blaster. Mode.
0: Master Blaster Steel?
1: <laughs> oh, well, I don't even remember. I, what, I don't remember when that was. Was that awa AW. No, it was no, WCW. It's WC- Master
2: Blaster WCW. Steel. I don't remember Master Blaster Steel. Yeah, they had like one match, two yeah. matches that we watched. Oh, it was probably when they. You guys
1: covered. Once um, Road Warriors left and they were like, what can we do? Yes. It's yes. also Mad Max themed. We'll try three teams out. Yes.
0: So, Sean. Calls Hogan a dinosaur. Oh. And Yokozuna gobbled him up like a Brontosaurus burger. Like Jurassic Park much? Wow. Mean Jean then asks about the big man, the bodyguard that's there with him. And Michael tells us that his insurance policy's name is Diesel. Because of course he is, as it's Kevin Nash. Who Ooh. we haven't seen since Clash 21. Episode 78. Yeah, he we went from a, a wizard to a... Uh, a steel worker to a wizard. Oh, yes. To a gambler.
1: Uh-huh. Yes. And now he's a Mack truck. Yeah. He's maximum overdrive.
0: Yeah,
2: Sean has a uh, serious case of the cocaine gum chops. Oh, yeah, he does like <laughs> that staccato <laughs> delivery.
0: <laughs> For yeah. the promo. Just, nah, 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 nah. We then get our seventh match. The Steiners of Rick and Scott and the Smoking Guns of Bart and Billy versus Money, Inc. of Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, and Erwin R. Scheister and the Head Shrinkers of Fatu and Samu with Offa in an eight-man tag match. Get them on the show. Gotta get them on the show, right? Gotta have at least one tag match, right? Yeah. That's right. So Million Dollar Man starts us off with multiple arm drags of Scott before Steiner hits a dropkick and a Steiner line that sends D.B. Aussie out to the floor, where Rick rolls him back in, only for Scott to clothesline him back out to the floor. <laughs>
2: it's around this time that I think Bobby is talking about the greatness of seeing Hogan get beat. Uh, it becomes um, the theme for the commentary for the, the remainder of the show, mm-hmm. a comment here and there about, they don't even think they, well I guess they do say Hogan, but yeah, just the fact that he got beat.
0: Yeah. Hogan got beat. It feels good to say. It feels good to hear. That's right. That's great. Bart blocks an arm drag by Fatu, tries for a leg sweep that Fatu avoids, only to receive a drop kick from Gun. Face plant from Bart, but Fatu no sells it and hits a thrust kick. Because, you know, he's got a hard head. Allowing a double clothesline from the head shrinkers. IRS with a back elbow. Million Dollar Man with a vertical suplex. Samu with a headbutt and the head shrinkers with a double back body drop for a two count.
1: And I love that Bobby Heenan gives it to JR for uh, all his football talk. and says, do you know anybody that didn't go to school? <laughs> uh, I really appreciated Bobby, you know, doing what I couldn't.
2: And I don't remember if that's where the comment about Billy Gunn went to Sam Houston State on a rodeo scholarship. <laughs> a rodeo scholarship. <laughs> And Bobby I wish Sam comes Houston back with IRS went to the University of Wall Street, which <laughs> I thought was a nice throwback to old Michael
0: Wall Street. Oh yeah. Fatu with a backbreaker, double axe handle from IRS, but then Bart with a desperation sunset flip gets a near fall. Double clothesline between Bart and IRS for the double KO. And gun crawls to the corner for the hot, hot tag. tag. Billy's in with a back body drop Multiple clotheslines on DiBiase But gets caught with a hot shot Across the ropes Heenan then says that Billy isn't the first cowboy That's ever been hung As Million Dollar Man locks on the Million Dollar Dream Wow (laughs) Only to just let go of him And starts bragging Allowing Billy to cradle him up For the pin And And the win. win Post-match, everyone jumps in the ring to brawl with the Steiners and the guns standing tall.
1: I guess that was a way to get over the guns. Uh I don't know. I'm not sure what we accomplished here.
0: Uh I really don't know either. (laughs) Yeah. I thought that's what it was gonna do. Because do we know who didn't ever tag into this match? Steiner. Rick Steiner never tagged in. I know. Yep. What's up with that? I was just like, okay, cool.
1: Well, you know, my guy still got a paycheck. (laughs) Pew, pew.
0: They could have at least hit the revolver to win. You know?
1: Yeah, I know. That's why I was like, they yeah. didn't. Like, I guess that was a way to try to get him over. It's like they didn't. They just they already talked about the thing. What was Let
2: them do electric... the thing. Let them do the revolver. What was that electric statement that old Bart said earlier about the
0: revolver? It's uh, their finishing moves Unstoppable. It's unstoppable. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, the, I guess they didn't even. It's unstartable, too. So. <laughs> we then go to the locker room and Mean Jeans there with Yokozuna, Mr. Fuji, and President Jack Tunney. Hmm. Tunny congratulates the new champion. Amin Gene says, A lot of Americans are very unhappy tonight. And Fuji just responds with, Why? Mm-hmm.
1: Banzai! <laughs> I love that. Just, just be shitty about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's all I had about it. I was just like, That was just funny. <laughs> funny. Why? Why? So we go to our eighth match Crush versus Shawn Michaels with Diesel. For the WWF Intercontinental Championship. Last time we saw HBK in the IC belt, Marty Jannetty had just won it. I know! But he only held it for 20 days before Michaels would take it back at a house show. How'd you do this time, Marty? I
2: don't
1: know, (laughs) but it's a shame that we couldn't just get them against each other
0: on a big stage again. So Crush uses his power early on to keep Sean at bay when Michaels goes for a super kick, only for the Hawaiian to duck and hit multiple drop kicks that send HBK out to the floor. Uh, and Crush just looks wonderfully big next to Sean. Heenan then says that Crush between the ears is just as busted as a pineapple. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah. One of my favorite
2: <laughs> yeah, it's good. You know what... Uh... Yeah, Savage <laughs> says something about he thinks Crush can slam Yoko
1: oh yeah I mean they, they, they're touring the world trying to slam mm-hmm. Yoko So,
0: wonder if that'll come into play at some yeah. point Crush with single leg takedowns an arm drag and a military press once Sean's back in the ring followed by what they called a tour of the islands Stupid. I know which is a tilt-a-whirl slam mm-hmm. Diesel then pulls Michaels out of the ring to help him catch his breath so Crush follows out only for HBK to put Diesel in between them. Sean then sneaks around through the ring behind Crush to shove the Hawaiian into the post. Posted. Now his little pineapple will be crushed. Diesel slams Crush's head into the steel as well before Michaels comes out to do the same. HBK drags the Hawaiian back into the ring, begins to stomp away on Crush's head before heading up to the top, coming off with a double axe handle locks on a front headlock until the Hawaiian escapes by lifting and throwing Sean off multiple times, including onto the ropes and out of the ring. Michaels recovers and makes his way back to the top of the ropes, coming off with a crossbody that Crush avoids and begins to fire up with a backbody drop, a backbreaker, a big boot, and a leg drop for a two count. The Hawaiian then goes for a body slam, HBK floats over and goes for an O'Connor roll only for Crush to hold onto the ropes and deliver a clothesline to send Sean over to the floor. All of a sudden two doinks make their way out to the ring distracting the Hawaiian case of the double doinks which allows Michaels to come back in and super kick Crush sending him headfirst into the turnbuckle. No. HBK then makes the cover for the pin and the, the win. Man. Did we get that that press rubber band slam? I like that spot. We then go to the back, mean jeans there, with Bam Bam Bigelow. And Bigelow says, I'm fresh as a daisy, and I got the opportunity to become the first king of the ring. You know, except for all those other ones we discussed at the beginning of the show.
1: Yeah, but you know, the first, the only one that counts, of course, is the one that was on pay-per-view, right? Exactly.
0: Because we, we change history the way That's we right. want to
1: change
2: history. There were a lot of shows... That you know, we're on TV before Starcade 85 and you didn't cover the 83, whatever. I've had two Bloody Marys. <laughs> <laughs> he's the inaugural pay per view yes,
1: King of the he's, Ring he's, champion. I don't know. We can he's, he's muddy the, it up, or we can streamline it. The King of the There you
0: go. So we get our ninth match Bam Bam Bigelow versus Brett Hitman Hart in the King of the Ring final. JR tells us that Bam Bam has been able to rest for about 80 minutes at this point after having a 5 minute match he could have had a
1: sandwich and taken a nap Mm -hmm.
0: while Hart has only rested 40 minutes after wrestling about 36 minutes over the course of his 2 matches and we see Brett as he's coming out he's favoring his leg as well as his hand still being taped up so he's hurting oh yeah Bigelow comes out fast, charging at the hitman, only for Hart to avoid. Bam Bam with a military press of Hart, but Brett falls on top of Bigelow for a two count. Clothesline, and then Bam Bam press slams the hitman over the ropes to the floor.
1: Brett just loves falling out to the floor,
0: in fashion. Once back in the ring, Bigelow continues the attack with headbutts, a hard Irish whip into the turnbuckle, a vertical suplex all focusing on the back of the hitman. Hart starts to fight back, but Bam Bam sends him into the turnbuckle once again, applies a bear hug, and Brett tries to fight his way out of this, but Bigelow hits a back suplex for a near fall. Mm-hmm. Bam Bam tosses the hitman out to the floor, goes to toss him around out there, but Hart reverses, sending Bigelow into the guardrail. After slamming him head first on the rail, Brett then comes flying off the apron with a double axe handle. But Bam Bam catches him and rams Hitman back first into the post. (sighs) Into the steel. Followed by a body slam on the unpadded part of the floor. Hell yeah.
1: Who is this? Was he watching some Cactus Jack matches? Get on the horn with
0: old Mick? Bigelow's arguing with the ref inside the ring when Luna Vachon comes out from the back with a chair in hand she nails Hart across the back with it.
1: It's high drama, guys.
0: Bam Bam then rolls Brett back in, hits the scoop slam, and goes up top for the diving headbutt for the pin and And the the win. win. No! no. But? But... Earl Hedner jumps in the ring, telling the original ref what happened with Vashon. And the announcement is made that the decision has been reversed. But then both refs go crazy yelling at Finkel, who makes the corrected announcement that the match will continue. Bigelow goes. Can you just
1: imagine all the little Hulksters crying right now? That they didn't, Hulk didn't get another five minutes after he got shot with a fireball
0: from a camera that was from 1918. Bigelow goes right back to attacking the back of Hart with headbutts, locks on the bear hug again before turning it into a Canadian backbreaker. But Brett flips out and hits a desperation back suplex. The hitman moves to avoid a centon drop, but can't take advantage as he's too tired. So Bam Bam goes back to the Canadian backbreaker. This time, Hart rakes the eyes and reverses the hold into a sleeper.
2: Desperate times call for desperate measures. So what's, what's the difference between a backbreaker and a Canadian backbreaker?
0: The Canadian Brack Breaker, he basically has him, instead of like a, the rack, like the Lex Luger does, Mm -hmm. across the back, he just has him on the one side. It's like a, almost like a razor's edge, but he just has him on the shoulder. shoulder, And he's like, basically bending the back across the shoulder. Yeah, it's just
1: like, it's like, instead of, it's,
0: (laughs) Road Warrior Hawk used to use it as a move, a lot. It's a big boy move. Yes. Yes. Brett then, with a dropkick, tosses Bigelow out to the floor, followed by a plancha, and starts to lay it in with right hands. Hell yeah. Back in the ring, the hitman with a second rope clothesline, a Russian leg sweep, a second rope bulldog, and attempts the sharpshooter, but Bam Bam's too powerful and kicks Hart away. Bigelow then catches a leaping Brett for another bear hug, but the hitman starts biting the forehead and goes for a back suplex only for Bam Bam to turn over on top of the hitman for the two count. Bigelow then sends Brett into the corner, charging in, only to receive a big boot. The hitman then climbs up on the shoulders of Bam Bam, pulling him forward with a victory roll for the pin and and the win. win.
2: For real this time?
1: For For real real this time. time, I I mean, yeah, there was no chair. He did bite him, but, you know, whatever. Hulk gets away with all kinds of shit.
0: Post-match, Randy Savage runs into the ring to hug Hart and celebrate with him.
1: Hell yeah, give him the rub, as if Bret Hart needs it, but you know,
0: why not? Bret then makes his way to a coronation stage that was set near the entrance. Yeah.
1: I love during the match, they have uh, a shot from that set, and you can just see Mean Gene standing there by himself watching the match. <laughs> I thought it was very cute.
0: Mean Gene puts the robe on the hitman's shoulders, hands him the scepter, and crowns him. But all of a sudden, Jerry the King Lawler arrives. Jerry Lawler? Boo. Memphis, boo. Lawler says, I'm here to confront the pretender to my throne. I'm here to tell this imposter and all of the rest of you here that there is only one king in the WWF and I am that king. Out of the goodness of my royal heart, I might allow you to be a prince.
1: (laughs) That's the extra mile that makes a promo that much better.
0: Now in front of all these people, get down and kiss my feet. Hitman starts yelling back at him, where were you when this tournament started? Yeah, he's got no guts or integrity. I think the only kind of king you are is a
1: burger king. And he says, I'm going to have it my way. And he hits him with a set. That doesn't happen. (laughs) <laughs> Burger
0: King chants
1: start across yes. <laughs> the arena. It's so funny that it's like I, I, sometimes you know that they assume the crowd's gonna like start the oh, yeah. start the thing. It's like, like, And sometimes it's organic but like do you think they really wanted people to chant Burger King like another company? I'm maybe, maybe, maybe they're gonna probably do,
2: got them a sponsorship.
1: Maybe they got King of the Ring uh, like Burger King meal toys. I don't know if it's, it's not called a meal but I don't know. King meals. Uh, I guess we'll find Little out King at meals.
2: SummerSlam if Burger King is the official sponsor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lawler then nails Hart with the scepter across the head, stomps on Brett's crown, <sighs> and slams the throne across the back, which actually really did hurt. Mm-hmm. My oh. heart. He, like he had back pain from it. I'm sure. You're, I'm sure he loved that before, for no reason. Before choking Hart with the scepter, before officials can come out to stop the attack, as the screen goes to black so i ask you gentlemen what are your overall thoughts of king of the ring 1993 as good as it gets yeah it was uh front to back it was great. great
1: it's like as good as it gets in the wwf there's not like the only thing that is not necessary viewing is the tag match, but it's only like two minutes long, so who cares? Yes, everything else is absolutely like required and only like everything before everything just builds the whole time. So like it just feel it feels like a the show. I mean, the show obviously has a narrative because the. the tournament or whatever but it just feels like a complete thing there's plenty of shows we watch and we're like well this was good and that was bad like half of this show is good but like this feels like a cohesive show it feels like yep. you put it on and you watch the whole thing and it's mm-hmm. I, it feels like one that you can revisit the whole thing yes which isn't
2: the case for a lot of the stuff that we watch you don't have to stop and start for a lot of
1: wrestling again. in general but everybody knows that
2: yeah it's a, a solid show from from start to finish i mean you you've got a lot of the the best of the the time on there with you know Brett Mr Perfect yeah uh, Bam Bam I'd say the Steiners but they weren't really even they in matches yeah, much they but um, they were there but they weren't there yeah they were they were representing but not fully representing it moves it a clip um, like yeah hung... I mean it was just it was it was good action it was good storytelling even had just good little tidbits that popped up throughout the the show so. I I enjoyed it. This is probably one of my my more
0: pleasant viewing experiences in a while. Well, I'm glad we're all basically on the same same page here. Because I literally... I I wrote, I don't think I'm jumping off too many ledges here saying... This is about as good as it gets. (laughs) This is the best show that we've watched in 93. I mean, hello, I complimented a fucking Hacksaw Jim Duggan match.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Another thing is, like,
1: there's... Pretty good. Like, there's a story told like in the ring, just with like the way the matches are laid out in basically every match, which is not always the case.
2: I happily saw but they're all done well. Hogan's theme song after mm-hmm. his match, just yeah. because of the situation.
1: Now Hogan even seemed more present than mm-hmm. normal, even though he was, you know, going there to, you know, I wouldn't call it do a job, but
0: do a job.
2: A lot changes when you lose your road rage.
0: I would even say that the show is on is pretty high up on the all-time list for me.
1: Yeah, you know how much I love the Wrestling Classic. This is probably better than... This is better than the Wrestling Classic, but, like, uh, the Wrestling Classic is one of my favorite WWF pay-per-views that we've covered. Mm -hmm. So, like, what does that say about this?
0: And basically, if Bret Hart wasn't a star already, this show seals the deal. Yeah. And it's it's even better that the WWF can start to transform... Without the orange goblin, mm-hmm. yeah, feels good. Feels, feels like, good. Breath of fresh air. We're 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 free of him.
1: Yoko has the belt, and he can have it for as long as he wants with his big ass. I don't care. As long as he's destroying other people, or maybe
0: maybe he'll get slammed. Maybe we'll find out soon enough. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
1: Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? We're there. We're All right. Fuck you.
0: I think it's time we smark it up. What are your best moments of this show? The leg drop on Hogan.
1: The leg drop on Hogan up there. The flash, of course, was
2: great. I mean, there was, But, I mean, basically. There was a lot of, of good little moments, but, I don't know, one that stood out for me that I didn't mention in my notes previously was, and it's going to jump back to the uh, Mr. Perfect and Mr. Hughes match. Oh,
1: no, uh, not what I was
2: expecting you to say. No. All right. Thank the you. entrance that Perfect did. As he's making his way into the ring, he does his little towel toss, mm-hmm. and it lands perfectly on the shoulder of Mr. <laughs> Hughes as he's walking by. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah.
1: I mean, the suplex to the floor spot in the oh, yeah. Bret Hart match, Bret Hart, uh, yes. Mr. Perfect match, but basically the perfect and heart match is kind of a perfect match. So, you know, just that. So it's on the short Yeah, race. it's like that's, Yeah like bam bam and Brett is great but it's just not the same dynamic as two guys that are of similar size and like of and are like can work together I'm gonna give not a lot a of guys can work at their rate and a lot of the times you don't get to see them actually do it together. Yeah. They're great dance partners.
0: I'm going to give you four moments that aren't even wrestling moments. Two of the crowd the 1, 2, 3 chant. Yeah. Was I love great. that. The Burger King chant. Great. Was great. And then both. Hogan Cosplay Guy, who's uh, in uh, a shit. Fuji, Fuji saying, why? <laughs> <laughs> that, that just cracked me up completely. But then also the closed captioning. Whenever oh. <laughs> Yokozuna's talking, it just says speaking in So you're saying when
1: you watch the show, make sure you put the, the closed captioning on? Just, a... If you
2: watch any show, if you can have the closed captioning on, do it. Yeah. Because you, you find lots of those little. The it's like yeah, whoever's getting paid there. to do that is yeah. probably
1: having some fun sometimes yeah, was certain
2: like, times it's a script was changed but they didn't update the people who were you know putting in the closed captions, so you get to see what the actual script says
1: yeah and a lot of this stuff like you know their promos aren't like probably scripted quite like they are now at this yeah. point so somebody just could have been cheeky and it might not be the same closed caption or if there was even closed caption on like the Coliseum release.
0: I th- literally think it's I could a find a thing. best moment out of every single match. Yeah. That was just... It was good. That I mean, was again, yeah. fun. It made me cheer for a fucking
2: Hacksaw-Jim Duggan match. So Yeah,
1: that match was good. Yeah. it Because it, it made sense. Yeah. Everything basically makes sense here. Yep. The only thing is the, like, you could say the five-minute thing, with the like you could complain about that with Bam Bam heart, but like I'm not going to. I, I thought it was fine for the most part, but like, you know, they they didn't do that for Hogan and that actually was like a flash. <laughs> like that you could have seen if you were anywhere near the ring. Like even if it was behind you, you would have probably been able to catch it out of the
0: corner of your eye. How about most disappointing? I think it, I kind of mentioned the two that were kind of disappointing for me. Okay. Rick Rick Steiner was not never in the match. Yeah.
1: Anytime Rick Steiner's not in a wrestling match, doesn't matter what the show is. It's always a bit of a bummer for me. And
0: the post-match of Luger to Tonga. Like, Luger should not be the one asking for the five more minutes. No.
1: Yeah. It's also kind of funny that he asked for five more minutes and then they cut it later. <laughs> you know, like, at the, at the end of the show. They actually did do a five-minute yeah. thing at all. I thought it was kind of a Bummer that they kept protecting Tatanka. It's like, well, just, I know you're going to have to push Lex at some point. Like, I guess it's just so they can both be on the show. And they've been building Tatanka so long that I'm sure that if they never, if they didn't bring Lex in, they would have tried to do something with him. But I know that now that Lex is here, who's going to, yeah, who's going to get the push? Probably, probably Lex is my guess. It's
2: like not to steal Bam Bam's, you know, verbiage but not the indian
1: <laughs> yeah i mean shit i've been waiting i've been waiting to see him get pinned for it feels like forever now
2: i love my my people but... and i'm
1: not mad at tatanka or anything i don't hate him he's just like there's not he's, a lot to
2: grab onto he's not a fun character if i'm gonna have a most disappointing tatanka would be my most disappointing i've just I'm not a fan of his. How do you feel about
1: the Crush on Michaels? I thought it was
2: really good. It was, yeah, it was better than I was expecting it
0: to be. It, it was definitely better than I was. Expecting <laughs> yeah,
1: like it was, it was a solid, a solid match. It was not. There's so many times where you throw somebody in there, and it's not, and they have less ability than Crush, and then you get like, why was this even on here? And it's like, well, Crush at least is big. He's in there, and they do some stuff. It's not like they threw. Mr. Hughes in there with Shawn Michaels, or or like Dan Spivey or something.
0: Best performer of the night, Bret Hart. Yeah, it's it's Bret Hart. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you wrestle three matches that are all like, basically like very pitch, good, to pitch great perfect quality. Yeah,
1: like they're they're exactly what they needed to be. You know what I mean? Like they all three of them built in different in different ways. Like it was not like he. The first match, you can't be like, oh, well, the first one was the best one. It's like...
2: No, you, you know. didn't have the same match each time. There was something special. Yeah, there's something memorable.
1: One. Like, you can remember the angle, basically, for each match, and they're all on the same night. I mean, you can
2: remember who each person wrestled without having to flip back through.
1: Yeah, you're not like, oh, yeah, what was the first
2: match The Bret Hart? It's
1: like, it's all, it's all very memorable, which yep. is why it's a good show.
0: Absolutely. How about most surprising? For
2: me, it was that Hogan went quietly to the beaches Just, of florida yeah as as soon as the pin happened he Rolled he, he
1: lexed rain, his yeah. way on out of there yeah and... yeah he had a boat to catch
0: a speed boat <laughs> a go <laughs> yeah. fast boat yeah go fast boat <laughs> but you, Michael, i wasn't ready for,
1: for luna to come out i didn't i don't know if she had been working with bam bam like on tv or whatever so like i went heard her coming out i was like oh all right I mean, Bam Bam and Luna. It's a good. That's a good look, anyway.
0: But... I can still
2: picture her running away with the chair, too. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'll be honest. I was surprised that Luger well, didn't make didn't make the finals. Yeah, I, I expected him too as well. You know, I totally expected a Luger heart match to. You know, that seems like a really good, on paper, a really good final.
1: I felt like they telegraphed the time thing, but they always do that. But as i was watching it, i was like oh they're going to go to time on this tatanka lex match and i was like kind of bummed about it all right i mean they always but go to I mean, time it, on a on a single limited in the tournament overall
0: night. story of the show it made sense Definitely. because then you had bam bam having worked a 5 minute match while brett has worked also you like don't want bam, you don't want bam bam, bam versus lex matches.
1: like who do you put over bam bam or lex like that's not a good look to have one of those guys eat a clean pin or how do you do the DQ? Well, I was I like guess. literally
0: like, I mean, would you have moved and they're both Bam deals. Bam versus Tatanka and Lex versus Hacksaw and then had each one of them, you know, had three matches as well, you know, because yeah. then you have probably Tatanka versus Luger in the yeah. semifinal and you give one of them an actual loss. Yeah.
1: I think they did. I think what. The, I think they kind of did it right, but it was I weird. mean, I think
0: they made the right decision. I agree. Yeah, they made- I
1: agree, but it, I was just like.
2: They planted several oh, seeds in this show. Yes. Yeah, you're intru-
1: you're more invested in basically everybody when this is over. Some more than others, but still still some investment.
0: Making their way to the ring. It's trivia time. Okay. This
1: week, the category is the first winner of the ni- of the Pay per view, King of the Ring, Bret Hart. <laughs> cool. Three points to Shane. Sorry. <laughs> Incorrect. Well, the first winner of the night. I said the pay per view. Oh, you did. Yeah, pay-per-view. I was. Yeah, it was very sweaty.
2: <laughs> oh, see, I heard. I heard. I guess different fragments of that. song. <laughs> I mean the answer is Harley Race. The first race, winner right? of the night.
0: <laughs> no, it's Don Morocco. Oh, okay. Yeah, Don Morocco was the first King of the Ring. like Don Morocco. Hey, be nice. This week the category is Music of the Matt. MY MUSIC! Break it down! Matt likes music. So I will play a wrestler's theme song. First to buzz in with the name of the wrestler. Okay. Gets three points. And you
1: randomized this, right? Yeah. Okay, so we're just gonna go eh. That's our sound. We're professionals here.
0: Ah. Here we go. Ah. Shane,
2: is that diesel?
0: It is not diesel.
2: No, it's not diesel. It's just a drumbeat. I know who it is.
1: Is this seriously all it is? Does it? Does anything happen? I was stupid. I said Diesel, and he
0: hasn't wrestled the match. He he didn't wrestle in '83 to '92. Yeah. Just think about it.
1: I have. I have no idea. I'll I'll go Vader. Incorrect. What is that? It's just a drum beat. Shane, you want to take another guess for points? Yeah, let us know. Thought you said you knew it.
2: Like I. You know it in your heart. I could hear it in my head. I I just heard it it in my head. It sucked. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out who the hell it is. Oh, I know what it is—the natural disasters. John Tenta. Oh,
0: the it is the earthquake. earthquake.
1: It should be, but man, the
0: Quaker Shake.
1: Yeah, that was the name of the song. It's oh. just a drum beat, and then it goes. <laughs> it sounds like you're logging onto the internet for a second. To tell
0: you that, but that's a lot of what the '80s and 90s, yeah, early I, '90s I know, theme music was. Yeah.
1: I know, but I was where's my bam bam and the cool <laughs> and, the, and the cool two keyboard notes.
0: Next week, uh, super summer sizzler spectacular. Can I get half a point for knowing his birth name? <laughs> no <laughs> I'm kidding, I don't need a point. You guys excited to go back to Philly and watch some ECW? Oh, sure. Philly again. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Some uh, Eastern Championship
1: Wrestling. That's right. NWA Eastern Championship Wrestling. Going back to Philly.
0: Yeah.
1: West Philadelphia. Born and raised. Uh huh.
0: Playing on the playground. Most of my days? Uh,
1: 2300 Arena. This is my stomping grounds.
0: Music from this week's show is Pride of Achievement by Manhattan Production Music. And Bret Hart was our winner of the main event, so we play his music, Heartbeat by Jimmy Hart. Heartbeat.
1: Yeah, I mean, turn this off and go watch the show, guys. Go Absolutely. watch the show. Go watch but before
0: you do that, go out there and rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts at. Or you can always hit us up on our email at wrestlinghistoryx at gmail with any comments, questions, concerns, recipes. Recipes. We're headed back to Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, all yeah. that good
1: stuff. Maybe some uh, like wrestler themed meals. I don't I know what those it. that would be, but we
0: can take some of those. Yeah, we'll take anything. We'll do a point.
1: we'll do a uh, like an earthquake milkshake or yeah. <laughs> we could do uh... be called a Quaker shake. <laughs> A heart foundation one, where you oh take, God. like, fried chicken hearts and put it on a sub-sandwich? <laughs> you guys looked at me like, no, thank you. Very irony, a little chewy. A little bit. But if emails not yeah, so your thing, attack. you
0: can always hit us up on Twitter at Wrestling WrestlingHistoX. That's Wrestling H-I-S-T-O-X. We'll talk to you next week. Layers.